0: You're listening to the DCAU Review, hosted by Cal and Liam, streaming on iTunes, Google Podcasts, and at DCAUreview.com. Now, here's today's episode. Hey everybody, welcome to episode 76 of the DCAU Review. I am your host, Cal, and with me as he always is my good brother, Liam. Liam, we're continuing our stay in Metropolis for the month. And as we talked about last week, we are excited to talk about the very first episode featuring Toy Man this week.
1: Yes, uh, this is a very interesting episode. Also ties into some of the episodes we've covered in the past of Superman, as uh, Bruno Mannheim is one of the featured characters. We get a little bit of uh, Inner Gang as well. So it's uh, in addition to that, and obviously Toy Man comes back several times, shows up in Justice League, and Justice League Unlimited, as well as static shock eventually so uh it's interesting i like that they went ahead and did uh the origin we've talked about that with batman a lot of times with a lot of the bat the the batman rogues they're just sort of already established like the joke we don't get a joker origin episode or a penguin origin episode but uh here we do get to see the origins of a lot of superman's uh rogues here in season one and uh yeah this is the episode if i have not mentioned the title yet Fun and games.
0: That's right, and uh, from my recollection, this one premiered its first season. So we're going way, way, way back. Yep. Production order. It looks like it may have been right after the last on a Krypton. I definitely remember this playing very quickly or very, very soon after the original episode. Yep. And I don't remember this one getting too, too much replay. I, I think it was in the rotation, but not overplayed. Uh, so there was a it was a good review of this. We also get a lot of the visuals that were in the the yeah the visuals to the introduction uh, the cl- different clips that are in there. There's a significant portion of the clips that are featured in that introduction piece here from today's episode. But uh, let's get into our plot. But before we do, Liam, let's uh, let's get the synopsis
1: courtesy of IMDb. This one might be one of my favorites yet. And this is the synopsis for Fun and Games, which was written by Robert, S- Robert Skier and Marty Eisenberg, directed by, and I apologize for, if I butcher this, Kazuhide Tomonaga. I, I uh, sounds good to me. Uh, so that's what I'm going to go with. Again, apologies if I butchered that. Anyway, the synopsis for Fun and Games reads as such. Intergang boss Bruno Mannheim finds himself targeted by the son of one of his pawns, who has become Toy Man. Ooh. <laughs> man that last part was intense <laughs> i just like the way it was phrased who has become toy man he i am become toy man the <laughs> of death or something like that they anyway but yeah that is so the plot is and it's funny because they mention in the synopsis that he's the son of uh one of Mannheim's former associates but we don't really learn that until pretty late in the episode yeah it's revealed because the the sort of the identity of who this Toy Man is is kept a secret.
0: And obviously with this being so early on in the Superman animated series, it's not like we're pulling from someone, an established character who happens to be Toy Man. Right. But there is some mystery around it because they're trying to figure out the connection between this mob boss, this guy that is clearly responsible for leading one of the biggest gangs, if not the biggest gang in all of Metropolis, and why he would somehow be connected to this guy who's going by the Toy Man. Right. So we find out later on, of course, that he was willing to fund this uh, toy man's father, his business, uh, in exchange for him being a sort of a, a money laundering service and amongst other Nefarious things uh, or gun running and some other other diabolical plans that inter, for inner gang and yeah. uh, because of his his role in that he was actually sent to prison at one point after it was, he was caught and now toy man is out for revenge who happens to be the son of of this toy maker that did business with Bruno Mannheim.
1: yeah, it's kind of a red herring too because they keep mentioning the name Winslow shot. And if you're a fan of the comics, you know that is the identity of the toy man. And then we find out, as you mentioned though, through research, that it's actually Winslow Schott's son, uh, is, is the the toy man that's now tormenting uh, Mannheim and, and all of Metropolis. So I think that was kind of a nice little red it's it's not really a red herring because it's It's revealed it, Because it's not a mystery. We're not gonna be oh, who's under the mask right. or anything like that? But it is kind of a nice little twist of of the story being be like, actually it's it, not it wasn't this this guy. It's not that, the classic right. Toy Man. Yeah, they, they took it another direction, which I think is cool. Um, and it is interesting because you're setting up Toy Man to be a bit more sympathetic of a character because the idea is, yes, his dad accepted money from the mob, which means he's probably not like a great guy, but he did it because he wanted to open a toy store. Yeah. He they... didn't he didn't have like terrible motives, he wasn't necessarily motivated by profit or greed. He just really loved toys and wanted to open this toy store and didn't have the money. And Mannheim took advantage of that and and then and then had him take the fall when it was discovered to be a, a front. So it and then, you know the son comes from for revenge from there and uh, it's so it's it's a little more sympathetic and there's even some of that in the dialogue with uh, with Lois uh, throughout the episode here. But I I really liked this episode. I think it's really well put together. Like I said, it's not really a mystery, but it's. There's a real uneasiness feeling. They almost kind of played the Toy Man like a horror movie villain for a lot of this. Very much where so. Where he walks in and out of the shadows, and he's just got. It's a haunting face that. Yeah, that Toy Man's face is real creepy. Yeah, it reminds
0: me a lot, if you saw Toy Story 4 this year, there are some dolls in that that play the main protagonists, uh, or antagonist rather, it's lackeys, and they have that same... It's based off of what looks like an old marionette doll or an old ventriloquist doll. Yeah. That frozen smile that just creeps you the crap out. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, it is... I, I love the plot for this i love the idea of it being shades of gray we talked about that you know you have you know should you feel yeah that should this guy be able to get revenge because this guy cost his father his father ends up dying in prison meanwhile manheim is out running around and dedicating parks and pretending to be this great humanitarian despite being the leader of the biggest gang that has caused deaths and amongst other things that you know it really doesn't care about anything whatsoever yeah so and and this person's father toy man's father was a was collateral damage because of that and suffered in prison because of Mannheim's greed and willing to willingness just to be ruthless and, and take advantage of people. So yeah, it, it is an extra layer to that. Toy man is a tremendously creepy character. Yeah. We'll talk about that in, in visuals, certainly. And certainly when we get to the, the voice acting, but it's, it's, I, I appreciated the plot of this so, so much. I, I, I think it, it's, a good episode. It's a good layered episode. You have the intrigue of, and Toyman has made somewhat of a threat to Superman by his uh, like toys, I guess. Yeah. You know, that he has, it's a good
1: gimmick, like yeah. uh, you know, to have. Again, you have this ultra powerful character in Superman who's having, you know, and Toyman himself is not a physical threat, but he's so smart and he's created all of these devious weapons that just happened to be, you know, shaped and and uh, like toys. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's a it's a cool plot
0: device and it's a cool cool gimmick. And I I think that visually they did a good job of making this much more intimidating than that classic Super Friends look from the 80s, oh, yeah. which I know pe- a lot of a lot of people have nostalgia towards the man that toy man performance is just Oof. one for the ages for that for that toy man uh, <laughs> man i can't wait to not review episodes of super friends <laughs> with you Liam. Uh, anyway but it, so yeah. that'll be episode 1000 yeah sure maybe <laughs> <laughs> but that that superman that toy man definitely has an iconic look of that jester type skinny tall skinny jester like visual to it but I, i'm getting ahead of myself anyway the I, I I love the story. I love how it's resolved, but not resolved with like a mystery at the end and the the plot where he actually kidnaps Lois and holds her accountable for telling only what he believes to be half the story and and, and sort of besmirching his father's name in in the papers I thought was a nice subplot that seemed uh, that they seemed a little tacked on at the end there just so that Superman would be able to come rescue Lois right. But at the same time it was it was cool that you got to see Lois interact in this sort of creepy situation, creepy dollhouse situation. Mm-hmm. Uh I really love this episode. I gave plot a 9 out of 10. What about you?
1: Yeah, I'm uh, I'm right in that same ballpark. I gave it an 8 out of 10. Um I think it's really really strong. Um obviously we've already done other episodes that featured the Mannheim character, but knowing like what a slimeball this guy is and and what a bad guy he is and it's interesting and maybe it, if there was a little bit more I think of seeing Superman sort of internally struggle with this idea of like having to save and it's like it's it's kind of softened because he's also saving Lois in the in the final That's true. uh final fight there at the end but it's like he's having to make a choice to save this terrible man who he knows is dirty who he knows is in charge of in, inner gang um
0: which is, he, which is a which is a pot device used with Lex very often. Yes.
1: Yeah, we saw that in episodes like uh, uh, Wave All Flesh with the Metallo, where you know he, where Superman chooses to save Lex from, from Metallo, even though you know... And the shark. And the shark, that's right. Um, Available at DCAUreview.com, by the way. Correct. In the but uh, yes, it's to see Superman, and of course it's Superman, so of course he's going to make the choice to save that person, even if they don't really deserve it. But maybe... I could have seen a little bit more of that, but that is the tiniest of nitpicks in what I thought was a really well-put-together episode.
0: Yeah, it's really, really fun. All right,
1: William, let's jump to
0: our next category, which is going to be animation and visuals. Talk about a fun episode as far as visuals are concerned. Man, there are a lot of great, fun things in this episode.
1: Yeah, as we mentioned, because Toy Man is... All of his weapons are toys, we get first thing we see is like a bouncy a big green bouncy ball that's attacking people and just wrecking this warehouse where the where In the game guys are are held up and even even hit superman a couple of times before he's able to smash it um the the giant duck uh that has rocket launchers under its wings is definitely an ode to the batman Returns. definitely i, would, I think I, I would think so yeah um and uh, like the, the the giant, he captures Bruno Mannheim using a giant bubble wand that really has, I good. guess the bubbles have gas inside of it. Um, The very over the top toy bombs with the wind up things at the end of the episode, and the dollhouse that he keeps. Oh yeah, the creepy dollhouse that he keeps.
0: That yeah, Lois it's wakes a life size
1: dollhouse where he and he dressed Lois in this really creepy dollhouse and i guess did her makeup too cuz she's like makeup, rosy her cheeks. hands
0: are in her hands are like doll hands they yeah. don't have individual fingers yeah it's There's, very there's some
1: real creepy creepy stuff we i mentioned this off the air but it kind of reminds me of even though this came out before those movies but of uh, the jigsaw puppet in the saw movies which even if you're not really that familiar with the movies you probably know the puppet i'm talking about sure it's just a real creepy thing and as we already touched on briefly just the look of toy man is so creepy and uh and we'll get into it in voice acting as well, but it's such a marriage of what he's saying, how he says it, and how he looks, and just that blank smiling face as he's saying and doing all these things. It's just it just makes for a really creepy character and He's wearing pleated khakis and a sweater yeah. vest
0: with a bow tie. It's it's tremendous, the visual of Toyman itself even as he's whether he's screaming that he's upset that Superman destroyed his toys or yeah, uh, you know that he's about to he's he's threatening to shoot Mannheim with a gun. Uh, it's yeah. it's tremendous because it that that smiling creepy face stays frozen the entire time. It's it's a really really fun visual for that. I, I agree. I think the Giant Duck is really r- was really fun. I think the just having the freedom to be able to all right well what would let's take uh what would, what would this toy man have what would be a fun plot you know yeah. plot device for this it it is uh Sir.
1: Little uh, miniature toy planes that they toy use planes. In the chat. He
0: uses he uses uh, deadly play doh at the end <laughs> to try and kill Superman, yeah. which I thought was awesome. Yeah, it's uh it's it's a very visually fun episode. Yeah, and uh, you get some cape movement here. Absolutely, you get the spin. You do the the Superman hyper spin, which I love. Yes. Yeah, and uh, I, I went ahead and gave visuals a ten. Out of ten,
1: and I am right there with you. I also gave visuals ten out of ten. Um, thought it was just really, really an excellent episode all around for all the reasons we mentioned. And uh, I think I maybe mentioned this earlier in the episode, but every basically every time for the first few times we see Toyman, it's just him walking in and out of shadows, and it's just so, like we said, so eerie and so creepy, and and it's a it's a really fun episode and. That's the type of thing that you feel like on paper could end up really lame, like, oh, Superman's fighting a giant duck and Play-Doh and and all that stuff, but they they just pull it off in such an excellent way. Um, I agree. Perfect. All right, man,
0: let's talk about music here. Oh, what a breath of fresh air this was. We have a supervillain theme song for this episode that is played throughout, which is nice. Of course, we have our classic Superman theme come in at various points. Um, this episode musically was much better than the last few that we've done, and I think that that Toyman theme was a big part of that.
1: Yeah, definitely. That's that's uh, the main theme. It first kind of kicks in majorly in the uh, in the scene with the duck, as we mentioned, and then it kind of plays throughout the rest of the episode. And that contrasting against the Superman episodes, they kind of go back and forth uh, in that final battle scene where uh, you know Superman does something more heroic you know the superman theme plays and then when when toyman seems to be getting up hand that theme plays they do a really good job of it kind of going back and forth in a and i think a really creative way no, i agree
0: i went uh with a pretty strong score of eight out of ten
1: yeah i'm in that same ballpark i went nine out of ten um wow. really really strong episode um and we talked we've talked about that a lot about especially with the, the early batman episodes about how each villain when they're introduced has their own theme and we really haven't been able to experience that as much uh, with Superman or or Justice League or, or really any of the other shows. So to have that really unique villain theme come, came in, I think, really put it over the top for me. Concur. All right, William, let's jump to our
0: final category of the day, which is going to be our voice acting uh, of course, we have some mainstays as this is one of the first episodes of the series, so we we're getting some Tim Daly and some Dan Delaney. But uh, we also have a couple extra guest stars this week, of
1: course. Yes, we've, uh, we've talked about them a couple times before. We have Bruce Weitz as uh, Bruno Mannheim. He's really good. Yeah, he's really good in this episode because he's. When we first see him. He's doing like he's running through like a practice of his speech to dedicate <laughs> this park, and he just sounds so uninterested and so fake. The irony like, being, of course, he's dedicating it to kids. He's like, right. this is for all the kids. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, so, so I think he's really good. And then some of the dialogue he has near the end of the episode when he's talking to Clark and Lois about, ah, oh, this guy was a low life, and he's better off dead. Um, he did a really good job here, and yeah. uh, I thought he was excellent. I concur. And then we had uh, Bud Court as Toy Man. And it's funny because I believe in the Justice League episode we uh, reviewed with Toy Man, Corey Burton did his voice. Correct. And, you know, 9.9 times out of 10, I'm never going to complain about Corey Burton being in a role. But I do think uh, Mr. Court here is just the perfect Toy Man, especially for this version of Toy Man. Um, I didn't find a lot of uh, super interesting stuff in his IMDb. Uh, page, so I don't have a lot to share other than he was, seems to have done a lot of voice acting over the years as well. No, but I, I think you make a valid point. Marrying his creepy
0: sinister, it's creepy sinister. So yeah. you, I think Cory Burton's Brainiac is creepy because it's cold and heartless and mm-hmm. that's why he's the perfect Brainiac. He plays that AI robotic, heartless, soulless voice very well. For Bud Court, I feel like it's creepy, sinister. It is that horror villain that's not over the top. And I I think that that's the contrast between this and what... You know, if you've ever watched any of those old Super Friends episodes, the guy that did his voice, it was straight Cobra Commander, Skeletor, just over the top, goofy, maniacal. But to, to marry that under that uh, undertone of just this is a creepy guy who wears a mask that looks like a ventriloquist doll that uses toys and he, but, and he, the, the mask has this constant smile on his face, but he's going to kill you. Yeah. Like, and dress you up in, as a doll and all this other creepy stuff that he does in this episode. It is a
1: perfect casting. Uh, definitely agree. Um, he's tremendous. And then, yeah, uh, I think Dan Delaney does a good job here. This is still obviously, as we mentioned very early on in the series, um, and she's kind of uh, she's kind of drafted into the story because she writes a story about and where she has a quote from a psychiatrist explaining sort of what the uh, you know the toyman's uh, issues are. And Toyman kind of takes issue with that and decides he's gonna show her the real story. He's gonna show her the real reason that he's doing all of this. and um, I think I think she does a good job there and, and I think Tim Daly is is solid here. He doesn't have a lot to do. He's not in the episode. We get to see a little more Clark Kent in this episode. Mm-hmm. Um, a little more of him being the investigator, with him and Jimmy kind of going through the the archives of the Daily Planet to discover uh, what the origins of this toy man are. So, uh, yeah, I gave voice acting uh, for my score a 10 out of 10.
0: Yeah, nice. I'm right there with you. I went 9 out of 10 for it. It's really, really good really strong i think uh a little bit more of uh maybe some it's still tim daly's finding his feet as superman we know it's early on there and i think his best best performances are to come so uh it took it just a hair down for me but that is absolutely nitpicking and uh (laughs) so i i fully admit that but uh yeah Liam, i think that will bring us to oh there is the bonus point sound so i I, I guess it sounds like we it's may me. both have a yeah. bonus oh, point. Oh, how about that? Cuz that was the second bonus point sound. So, I'll let you go first. Uh Liam, what is uh what's your bonus point?
1: Yeah, my uh my bonus point is for the scene at the park where they're attacked by the uh, the mini uh toy planes. Um it's just like it's a cool scene because again, we're establishing kind of what toy man's motif is and we see him attack with these planes with machine guns attached to him one of the cool things about it i love er almost everything in the scene where uh clark is clark kind of runs and tackles manheim to get him out of the way and then clark's kind of just standing looking at these things as they're firing bullets and lois has to like pull him out of the way because of course she doesn't know he's superman and he's kind of he kind of almost inadvertently blows his secret identity in the scene <laughs> because he's not thinking about oh wait I'm not supposed to be bulletproof so she has to like Lois has to like pull him down and get good. him to take uh, shelter and then sort of as everyone's sort of not looking and it looks like the uh, the toys planes are about to shoot Mannheim, mm-hmm. he's able to discreetly pull down the glasses and and hit him with the heat vision to knock him out but I just thought that was a really creative scene. And a way of you know him still being you know having to find a way to save the day when he doesn't have time to disappear and and become Superman, I thought that was really creative. I love that, yeah, um, so
0: my bonus point sound uh, was for just the overall toyman design, and we talked about that before, marrying that voice with the creepy look going outside of the box. This is a whole new brand new design for Toyman, one that they carried over then of course into Justice League. That uh, really made a mark, and, and I think really defines this character of Toyman for the DCAU. So uh, I, I definitely think it's iconic. I think it's actually jarring sometimes when I, I'll see a Toyman in the the DC continuity, the real DC continuity, the comic continuity, and and recognize that it's not
1: a dude wearing
0: a. A marionette puppet <laughs> ha- or a chubby guy in
1: a colorful suit.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's, that's very jarring. And I think this is a huge upgrade. It, usually they stick pretty close to what the original designs were or, or a similar design to what we know is the classic design. Uh, but going outside of the box here really helped them and I think really, really made this uh, episode stick out and go above and beyond. So, uh, yeah, I gave that an extra point because of that. So, Liam, I guess that will bring us to our tally here. Tally up everything at the end. What was your final score?
1: My final score, with bonus point included, is a very, very strong... In fact, it puts it into our top pick section. There you go. A 38 out of 40. Wow. Uh,
0: I am right there with you. It would have been a top pick either way. We got a 37 out of 40 for me. So, of course, our top picks are any episodes 37 or above... So I think this is just the second Superman episode, maybe, uh, that that has made that top pick uh, uh, episode. And ironically, it's so early on in the series. Yeah, uh, yeah. We talk a lot about. I think the other Superman episode may have been Legacy. Legacy. Yeah, Legacy. Final
1: episode of the series.
0: Right. So you know. Obviously, we haven't reviewed everything so far, so there may be more episodes to come that are added to that, but episodes so early on in the series that made such an impact overall well-rounded, I think that speaks a lot to to the ability to take a, a story that, that may be simple and you throw in all these additional things, whether it's the music cues or the the visuals the animation, the fun to be had within that, and uh, you, you get a really good episode here. So I don't know if we even need to talk about <laughs> rewatchability. I, I, I give this one a thumbs up. Absolutely. Throw, throw it in there. You're watching Superman episodes. It's fun. Like we said, there's how many more episodes
1: of Toy Man 2? at least two or three more, and then plus the Justice League and Static Shock appearances and all that stuff. So There you go. Um, yeah, it's, I, it's a definite recommend for watching it, even if it was, you know... For, for all the reasons we mentioned that he is an important character that comes back later in the series, but also just because it's a darn great episode. Yeah, it's a
0: it's a lot of fun. And if I hadn't given a bonus point for, the, for Toy Man, I would have given one for the sound that that duck makes every time it opens yeah. its mouth out. <laughs> I don't, it's not a duck noise at all. It's just sort of like a weird groan, but it makes me laugh. I've always it's, loved it's it. It's good. It's good stuff. Really strong. All right, Liam, well, that brings us to the end of our episode. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Don't forget to subscribe to us on your favorite podcast podcast streaming service, whether that's Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and of course, now available on Spotify. Go ahead and, and subscribe to us on there. We will That way, when the new episodes upload, you get them delivered right to you. You can also, of course, stream all of those episodes and past episodes at dcaureview.com. Of course, you can separate them, as we already talked about. That's where you can get the categories, break it down by episode, villain, and of course, our top picks, which this, of course, will join when we, uh, when we add it added it here to the website, so uh, yeah, Liam, uh, anything else for the good people at home?
1: Yeah, definitely uh, head to twitter.com, check out, check us out at DCAU Review we're always doing uh, uh, t- just talking about these shows that we're reviewing, what we're going to be reviewing next, and which we will reveal soon probably it'll be on Twitter this coming week I'll announce what we'll be reviewing for the month of November, but uh, until then, yeah, just head to DCAU Review on Twitter and head to the website, and yeah, I uh, always look forward to hearing uh, feedback on these shows and uh, what you guys think we should review next. That's right, so we won't, we won't get ahead of ourselves too much. We know that November
0: is coming. We're excited to reveal what that will, what we'll cover in that month, and then we'll do that at the end of next week's episode. But Liam, let's talk about what are we going to be reviewing on next week's
1: episode. So on next week's episode, we started the month with the episode Prototype, which featured the debut of one John Henry Irons, a.k.a. Steel and next week we'll be reviewing the episode Heavy Metal, where he actually puts the suit on and becomes Steel for the first time. Have not seen this episode in a really long time. Looking forward to revisiting it. I know we were so excited when this episode aired when we were kids. Absolutely. So, uh, looking forward to uh, checking that episode and seeing how it holds up. Absolutely. So, we will do that next week. So,
0: until then, I am Cal.
1: And I'm Liam. And we will talk to you
0: on the next episode of the DCAU Review. Goodbye.